You're listening to a very special International Women's Day episode here on the OI and Offside Hockey Talk podcast. It's episode 13. Before I begin, I just want to let you know to hop on boomcontracting.ca. Boone Contracting is a local family-owned business here, here in Coal Harbor, Nova Scotia, serving the greater Halifax region. We provide ourselves on excellent customer service, quality workmanship. We specialize in every aspect of contracting, residential or commercial, from complete custom renovations, decks, fencing, and more. Contact Jonathan Boone today. He might even throw in a signed Mooseheads hockey cart. He might even put your hockey net together so you can go play out in the pond or play in your backyard. And as always, each episode of the OI, an Offside Hockey Talk podcast, is brought to you by Sober Athletic Wear. Hop on SoberAthleticWear.com today. Check out Troy Calmer's story. He is the founder of Sober Athletic Wear, which helps raise awareness for mental health and addictions people may face in today's world. 10% of each sale on SoberAthleticWear.com goes back into the communities in Ontario, Canada. So hop on SoberAthleticWear.com today and buy some merch and start a conversation. My guest has played AUS female hockey here in the Maritimes for the Mount Allison Mounties in Sackville, New Brunswick. She can be seen now on East Link Television, Channel 610 here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and also is a host of East Link Magazine, also on East Link Television here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. The very talented Kenzie Lone. Kenzie, thank you very much for joining me on episode 13 of Offside. How are you today in, in the very, well, today isn't very cold in Nova Scotia. I was out earlier today and uh, it seems like it's pretty, it's pretty, it's not, it's not chilly. What, what, what do you think of the weather today? I haven't been outside since oh, probably 7 a.m. I've been in our studio all day, so I couldn't tell oh, you wow. what it is outside. So if you could be my weatherman for me and give me an updated forecast, that'd be great. Well, for people listening today in Halifax, it's about, oh, I'd say, I wouldn't say it's in the minuses. Uh, it might okay. be might be zero or plus one, but how is everything in Halifax for you? I know uh, we'll talk about your your uh your job, you, you're at East Link here in, in uh, Halifax, but you were at the Oval one day, and it was quite windy that day. So, you know, um, j- just talk about your your East Link experience, like, and we'll get into your hockey. You did play hockey. You're from the beautiful province of Ontario, um, excuse <laughs> me, Ottawa, which is in Ontario. Yeah. But just tell me how East Link all started um, after your career at, at Dalhousie playing varsity women's hockey. Yeah, I actually played at Mount Allison University oh, in New Brunswick. Okay. So first step foot in New Brunswick would have been in 2012. Because like you said, I am from the beautiful city of Ottawa in the province of Ontario. So I grew up there my whole life, played hockey my whole life, big sports family, and then uh, continued to play like elite level hockey my whole life. Luckily, Ottawa, in terms of the women's local minor hockey associations they're really well developed so i came from a program where i could start in i think i went over an atom and it was already 
you know, you had your competitive categories, you had your rec, you had A, you had travel teams. They were well developed. So I really benefited from that and played my whole life up until grade 12. I played for the Provincial Women's Hockey League, played for the Ottawa Sens junior hockey team there. So Luke Richardson was my coach, which was an incredible oh, wow. opportunity. He's with the Habs now. And uh, now with Dumont being that that head gun, I think that gives Richardson a chance to gain his 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 skill set as well as a coach. But anyway, so yeah, he got to be my coach in my grade 12 year. And then I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like kind of sick and tired of dedicating all my time to this sport. I had a, a strange relationship with it in my last year. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. I kind of just wanted to, you know, pack up the skates and just start school and try and find other hobbies and passions I had. But I came across a small little university in Sackville kind of at the last minute, Sackville at Mount Allison, went on my recruiting trip and just fell in love with it. Small little town, the coach, Zach Ball, really sold me on the program and the idea that they built you as a person, not just an athlete. So, you know, if you want to join the Commerce Society and you guys have a meeting that night, that's fine to miss practice. So, you know, to be a part of an environment that thrives to develop you as a person and an athlete, like, so grateful. So I did all five years there, was captain my final two years. The best years of my life for sure. And then um, volunteered with Eastlink in my last year, kind of mm. dipped my toes into the local, well, we were, we were organizing community stories at the time. So the local producer there, Joel Doucette, tagged me along for one of his stories. So we did a girls basketball uh, game. So I got to interview some of the girls and really got a taste for what it would be like to work in the media world here in, in, in Atlanta, Canada. Didn't think much of it, moved back to Ottawa was working for two years with U Sports, actually being an on-air, well, social media on-air personality for them. So doing some interviews at the Vanier Cup and uh, the basketball championships. So that was kind of neat to kind of help tell the stories of local U Sports athletes, because I was once one of those people as well, and just kind of built my portfolio and then got a call from Brett Smith here. He's the director saying, hey, like we're, we, we want a female sports broadcaster. And he remembers me from my volunteer days and said, would you want to move here and, and join our team? And I said, hell yeah, man. So I had about like one month to move to Halifax, get started, learn what it was like to be a part of a TV live sporting broadcast and been here for two, like two and a, two and a bit. So I love it. My apologies. I, most of our guests have played in the National Hockey League or American League. My guest list is most of them from um, the National Hockey League, but there's no hockey DB on Kenzie Lalone. So I was talking to someone today. Um, actually, I have a close connection with Dalhousie and St. Mary's, and uh, they had mentioned, well, who's your next guest? And I said, Kenzie Lalone, Eastlink Magazine, played AUS hockey. Oh, didn't she play for Dalhousie? So my my apologies, <laughs> Kenzie. I just I, I shouldn't assume that. Um, where you're here situated in Halifax, you played for Dow. Um, I know you didn't play for St. Mary's because I know that women's club and men's club quite well. So I just yeah. figured Not a shot in the dark. I figured <laughs> Kenzie Howard's playing at Dow Hazzy. Uh, then, you, then you turn around and say, oh, well. The neighboring province. I, I played for Mount Allison, which is, <laughs> which is great to see because the Mount Allison female team is excelling pretty well. Like the men's team they had, I think they had a men's team back in the day. They Way they, back when. So my yeah. coach was part of the final year. And he's 
I think he's late thirties now, but yeah, no men's team. So the gender equity for their men's football program is a women's hockey team. So they put a lot of time and effort into it. And now this past year, they have an all female bench. The head coach, her name's Luki. She's from European pro hockey. She's running that bench and she's got two former Mounties um, assistant coaches. And they're really turning that program around to have someone that's just eager to grow the girls and grow the program. It can be hard at smaller universities. So if you don't have all the money and all the resources, you got to find the people with the passion. And Lukey is one of those people. So I'm excited to see where that program's going to go. Just talk about, I, we have followers here in Halifax. Just talk about the women's, the women's club. I know uh, Dal and St. Mary's female hockey is huge here in Halifax. Of course, um, Mount Allison being in uh, Sackville, New Brunswick, but just, just talk about, um, Mount Allison hockey just for a moment for people that are tuning in from Halifax that may know may not know much about the uh, female club. Yeah, I mean when you look at the AUS women's hockey program, you've got the St. Mary's University, like the Huskies have been a strong program for the past mm-hmm. eight nine years. That team is a total powerhouse. Uh, you got to give it to the coaching staff. He, you know, they know how to build a a strong program and. Their academics as well really help with that. Dallas team as well. I mean, you get such great girls going to these larger schools in the city of Halifax. You know, I know nowadays as I look back into Ottawa and I hear more stories of girls coming out of my Ottawa program that are going AUS because it's exciting. The universities know how to build their athletes, but also build them as people. And everyone loves the East Coast lifestyle. So I'm seeing more Ontario girls committing to Wellsmew, Dow. You even have UPEI. That program is well established. That's a Like if I think of, again, maybe it's just because it's the island, but Jim Holton, the coach of the Islanders, I can't recall right now the head coach of the women's UPEI team, but he coaches the exact same way as Jim Holton, just knows how to get his team to buy in and to give their effort the whole time. They might, you know, when we look at the girls island or uh, Panthers team, their skill set might not always be there every year, but their effort, like they were just a, a frustrating team to play because they always gave it their 110%. And I kind of build off of that when we look at the Mounties program, like we might not have scored all too, too many goals, but uh, we always brought our A game. We loved our program. We loved our coach. We like how he was running it. So I think the AUS, it's, it's exciting. We're seeing more girls wanting to to commit to the area and Phil Curry is doing great things with that league. And it's just exciting to to continue to to watch these girls find places to play. Because, you know, if, if, if there's going to be a sustainable women's hockey league, I hope that that comes soon. But for now, really, the options are AUS, pro, playing in Europe a little bit. But the university college level in Canada is the best place to watch hockey. And I encourage everyone to get out and try and catch an AUS game when they can, because it's good, fast, strong hockey. Hundred percent. And right now, I was talking to a person today at Spew. They're only they're only going to be playing three more women's games uh, versus. Or well, St. Mary's will be playing Dell. I think a couple more games. Um, the men have folded their tents and kind of uh, gone back to Ontario. It's it's an unfortunate year. It's um, it's COVID, and um, I really hope we'll, we'll get you back on talking about AUS September October when it's in full tilt, uh, full swing. Um, Yes, yesterday, as we record today, it's it's March 9th. Yesterday was International Women's Day. So I wanted you on the, the OI to, to talk about that. Um, but one question I do have for you, Kenzie, how far do you think perhaps we have come here as a society looking back 
uh, when you were growing up in Ottawa, um, how how things have gone, um, say like the nineties, two thousands, into twenty twenty one. How how have things gone from your perspective on women in sports? We we see it NFL. There's there's women uh, officiating NFL games. Um, I've gone to basketball games here in Halifax. There's a female officiating the Hurricanes game. What what you did talk about Eastlink and your your involvement with Eastlink. But did anybody encourage you? Like, did you talk to people? Like, because it, it is a, it's unfortunate. It's men's hockey, women's hockey, uh, sorry, men's hockey, and, and the majority of, of journalists are men, and analysts are men, and play-by-play people are men. Like, look at the Mooseheads games. You got Kevin Northup and Logan Delaney. We'll get into your big news, by the way. I just saw your tweet earlier about <laughs> this Sunday's game. Big news. And that, I strongly believe that's going to open more doors, because once females see, sorry if I'm going off topic, but I'm not sure who you'll be working with Sunday, but when you when females see you on Sunday working the Mooseheads game, they're going to be, wow, there's a female, local female, right? I see it all the time. There's, there's females playing hockey, right? It's it's small numbers, but when they see Kenzie broadcasting a game, or they, and this is what I like, this is what I like, this is what I like to do on the OI, get your name out there, get, get exposure. Mm-hmm. And once people hear this, and once people see you on the broadcast Sunday's Mooseheads game, they're going to be like, wow, like, I want to be like Kenzie. I want to try this the AUS route. I want to. I want to try uh, broadcasting. You've 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 done games, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But just just talk about the question I had there. Like, how far do you think perhaps we have come here as a society back to when you grew up and um, and growing up with names like Haley Wickenheiser, Angela James goes is in the Hockey Hall of Fame, Cassie Campbell, like. Uh, is there any influences for you growing up? And and just answer that question if you can. Yeah, I mean, influences, of course. But I would even, to kind of put it all into perspective, growing up, I had the Ottawa Senators. That was my nearest yeah. source for, you know, anyone who was admirable in my desire to continue to play the sport. You know, the women's game only came around when it was the Olympics. So that's like every four years. So Which was the ninety-eight Olympics. Wasn't that the first Olympics for women, if I'm if I'm correct? Or I believe um because I know Kami Granada won a gold medal. I believe I don't know if it was ninety-eight. Ninety-eight would have been Nagano Olympics. Was that the first Okay. Canada won gold. I think it was in 02. That was their first. Okay. Sorry, continue uh, there. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But like I was just kind of putting into perspective, every like every Thursday, Saturday, two times a week, I had the sense to turn on and watch. So, you know, growing up for me, like that 2007 run the Suns had, Mike Fisher, like Alfie, Ray Emery, like I wore number 16 because of Brian McGrath and I thought he was so sick. Like I love the grimy players. I love the guys that were fighting and like making it entertaining. So What's it with females liking the enforcers? <laughs> they got That's personality, hard. Jamie. That's it's all about the personality. Anyways. Yeah. So when I think of people, when people ask me, like, you know, did you look up at the Haley Wickenheiser or Cassie Campbell? Absolutely. You know, but that reminder only came around every so often. So when you're looking day in and day out, my influencers were camp instructors. 
when I would go to an all girls hockey camp, it was the girls that were running the drills. And I'm like, she's so cool. Like watch the way she stick handles. So it was my local community leaders mm -hmm. that would be of any influence immediately in my like surrounding and my perspective. So camp instructors were big for me, but I mean, of course, like Wick is the Beyonce of girls hockey. Like she is the queen for, for me and for my generation personally. But then when you look at it more modern now, like Natalie Spooner, I was speaking with Jill Sonia earlier today. She's a local, you know, she's a local star here for girls in, in Nova Scotia and Atlantic Canada. So it's great to see greater generations of girls getting a chance to play, getting better exposure, you know, what was it last week we had the the american women's uh professional women's association play at madison square gardens that's never happened before so within the past like two three years incredible advancements again that's all happening because better changes are happening through the pipeline we're getting stronger women in the seats at a higher scale that can make the decisions that can get better sponsorships so it's all about you know allowing doors and opportunities for women, women of color, anyone to get into places to make change. Cause that's the only way it's ever going to happen. Do I see a sustainable league happening soon? I don't think so. It's going to take a long, long time, but it's, you know, the girls that are like just starting up now, you never know what their futures can look like. So it's exciting to know that we're getting more immediate attention, getting more coverage every day, every week. Um, so it's only going to get up from here. And I'm someone who's had the opportunity to come into the industry at a time when people and viewers are eager to see women and have that female voice. So I'm just super excited to to get started. And I, you know, attribute so much to, sorry, something just totally fell. <laughs> that scared me. Um, I just, I, I'm appreciative of so many people that have helped me pave my way. And I'm just excited to hopefully there's some young girls that, We'll see Sunday's game and be like, absolutely. Why can't I? I not do that. I started being, about, you know. Just sorry, Kenzie. Just talk ahead. about the the big news that was dropped on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So Sunday, this Sunday, March, I think it's 14th. The Halifax Mooseheads are playing the Charlottetown Islanders at 4 p.m. on Eastlink Community TV, and I will be doing the play-by-play -play for that game alongside Logan Delaney for our Friday Night Hockey broadcast. So the first female, certainly for Eastlink. Um, and I'm sure for, for a voice here in Atlantic Canada, but uh, I think for the Quebec Major Junior League as well, it's, it's a monumental moment to have the guys uh, being playing behind the voice of a female. And I'm so, so excited. I've got a lot of work ahead of me, but uh, holy, I, I can't I can't wait. It's, it's going to be fun. I, I will say, Kenzie, you're far, enough, you're far enough up in the Raptors, you won't get hit in the head with a puck. Did you see that? <laughs> that happened to me already. So I think I've faced a lot. Oh, so you're my... safe, don't you? Yeah. I know. I know when you accepted the job. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but uh, we've had Kevin North up. But we won't. We, I won't take out much of your time. We only have about thirty minutes here to chat. Um, very unfortunate. It's going to be very sad not to see Kevin North up alongside Logan. He Logan um, sent out a tweet with his thoughts. Um, but man, what an opportunity for a female to be alongside Logan and and do that Mooseheads game. So I uh, seen that tweet this morning and I was like, wow, that's a huge accomplishment. But also in the, the same time, uh, very sad to see Kevin, who's been on the OI as well. So um, awesome yeah. opportunity though. And and like I just mentioned, uh, I know uh, you're firing up and far enough up in the Raptor, Raptors. You won't get hit by a puck. That was at the Apple Dome, I believe, in Berwick, was it? The U18? Oh, yeah. yeah. All, 
<laughs> I'll never remember it is probably the best way to put it. That was the weirdest thing ever. We were doing our pregame for our major midget game that night. Kevin was doing well, two eighteen uh, now. He, right. I don't know. Right. I got I got I got in trouble the other day. I said midget and so no 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 no. It's it's, it's, it's a challenge. Jamie, so, you're I still call it the Halifax Metro Center. Yes, everyone does that still. It's it's well, it'll take some getting used to, but it, yeah, it was an under eighteen game. We were doing our pregame right glass side and a puck, you know, ricocheted, came through the mesh, knocked me right in the head, and all of it was recorded. So that was a good kickoff to that it game. Be in the East East Link archives for a very long time. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'd like to shout out to Steve McLean who put a pretty little replay to put together to go to break that game of my slow motion reaction to getting hit in the head with a hockey puck. It was a, a moment, but like you said, I mean, to have Kevin move on and and put his family first is an incredible moment. Yep, I think for him to be open about why he's selecting that transition is huge to have of someone like him to explain that he is a devoted father. He puts his family first and it's in his best interest to continue to, to love his family and be there every day. And I think it's starting a conversation to remember that we are all people at the end of the day and your loved ones is, is everyone's top priority all the time. I haven't had too much time to really digest that yet. Kevin knows he is my best friend. Like we have started this journey together and it's something I'd, I don't want to say I'm pushing away because I don't want to feel the emotions, but I, I think that's the best way to articulate my thoughts at this time. Thursday is going to be a challenge for her for sure. That's Kevin's last game. I encourage everyone to reach out to him, watch that last game. He is one of the best in my mind. He's yeah. got the voice of he's made for television. He's he, made to he, call he games. He looked up to Dan Robertson. A lot of Absolutely. people look up to a lot of people. I've good friends with Paul Hollingsworth. We've had Paul Hollingsworth on the show, and he's a lot of people that remember Pat Connolly grew up watching, listening to Pat Connolly, Danny Gallivan, Bob Cole, right? Yeah, Jim Houston, look, the, the, the gentlemen that are doing games now. People look up to those people. Kevin looked up to Dan Robertson, and, and one day, uh, If my memory serves me correctly, he was in Yarmouth at the time, and the job came up. Said, oh, this is awesome! I'm I'm taking over for Dan Robertson, and and we've seen it in the NHL bubble. Like to give you an example, like Kevin's doing the right thing. People in the sorry players in the NHL right now are in a it's it's unprecedented times. They're in a bubble. They're they can't they can't see their families. Like look at what Tukaras did last year. He didn't want to be part of the Boston Bruins organization. He wanted to be home with his family. So it, this is a say. I know it's a different uh, position, but he is choosing what he grew up wanting to do. He grew up listening to Dan Robertson. I, mm -hmm. I remember a tweet from uh, Kevin. Uh, he said, "I'm home playing NHL 21. I've got the game on mute, and I'm doing the play-by-play." -play. That's <laughs> and, and and that's that's what maybe. Someday down the road, he, he finds a position and he's back in the saddle and he's covering games. Because I know that's his pa that was his passion. Um, he, we we yeah. could talk about day. Sorry, we could talk about it for days on how much of a beauty uh, Kevin was. Um, but, you know, family comes first. And Tukaras did it. He left the Bruins to go be with his family. He got all the flack. He got flack from everybody. 
should mm-hmm. Kevin should Kevin uh, have the same treatment? I guess is the proper word. No, like it's just something that he has to do. And um, I don't want to talk about this for too long. Um, but I could talk about Kevin all day, Jamie. Oh, He's me best. too. Me too. <laughs> uh, we're on a little bit of a time straight or time That's uh, okay. time. We have to stay within the 30 minutes. You're very a very busy gal. So is there anything else you'd like to talk about women yesterday being Women's Day? But two points I wanted to bring up. Um, I uh, was glued to the TV yesterday. A lot of females came on. Um, a good friend of mine, Brent Wallace, has his own podcast called Wally and Mark Mathot. Mm-hmm. You know Mark Mathot, future mm-hmm. or former Ottawa senator. And... Wally's wife had a comment. She said, I was one time doing a piece and it was for Quebec. I think it was the uh, whole Olympic at the time. And um, I called the head and I showed up and uh, the player came out to the hallway and I saw the player and the player looked around and he didn't say anything. He walked back in the room and she's like, mm, okay, like this is weird. There's players around. But they seem like they're just going back into the room, not saying anything. The guy, the PR guy or someone comes out and says, are you uh, so-and-so? Yep. Okay. Okay. I'll bring the player back out. They didn't want to talk. They didn't think that the reporter was a female. They they were mm-hmm. expecting a male. The, mm-hmm. the, the uh, Wally's wife talked to the receptionist. I guess the receptionist didn't say if she was female or male, which I don't think matters. When the reporter's coming, it doesn't matter if she's female or male. You take the interview. like yeah. it, But that's how it was a couple of years ago. Now we're we're finally starting to see, like, you know, women being accepted. And, and it's like you just mentioned, you're now involved when it, you're involved now when it's kind of reaching a higher potential like a higher level yeah so, it's becoming normalized to have yeah, it's, girls... it's coming in, in a, and right now in an unnormal world it's becoming normalized like it's, it's actually becoming normal like we're we're living in an unnormal time right now but it's really good to see women being treated like like men like the the journalists are high pop the men's men and journalism is they're highly populated more than females if that's the proper way to say it, but um, it's it's good to see. Like it's it. And when my last thought, Women's Day should be the same as Black History Month, and even during Black History Month, they I've talked to Bill Riley, I've talked to Willie O'Ree, and they say, Jamie, there this should be a a, a one. A, this should be ongoing. This should mm-hmm. be not just one day. Like your Women's Day should be a yearly thing. Every mm-hmm. every day a woman should be recognized, not just on Monday or whatever day Women's Day happens to land on. Mm-hmm. And Bill and, and Bill Riley said the same thing. Black History Month shouldn't just be one month; it should be the whole year. And I yeah. I I think you agree with me on you know <laughs> Women's Day shouldn't just be one day. Women need to be recognized. Like I'm I'm part of a hockey club, right? We don't have the media. We're not. I'm not part of a Q team, so I'm not part of like the media scrums and all that stuff but you know i had a conversation today and um m- sorry one more thought um do you ever see would you could you ever see a, f- a female coaching um 
I'm sure it happened. Uh, it's happened before. I know Troy Ryan is with the Dow female, and Chris Lorraine's with the the Spoo female. Can you see a female coaching in the AUS again? Um, um, yeah, like I, I have I, a female right. coaching a women's team, right? I don't think we have a female coaching a women's team at the moment. We do right now. So the Mount Allison women, oh, women's team, Luki, okay. like I had mentioned, it's an all-female oh, okay. coaching staff Perfect. right yeah. now at the okay. Mount Allison program. So it's great okay. to see. But like you said, that is the first time that they have had, the AUS has had. Oh, perfect. An all-female bench, and it's in 2020. So, like you said, I mean, it's great to see women being accepted in all roles at, you know, making the decisions, being a director in a broadcast or being a head coach. There's opportunities for women everywhere. Even when you, like, look at it grassroots level, when you think of, like, your kid's minor hockey team, you know, the soccer team, it's, like, what, under seven? And the team needs a coach. Well, who you steps up? Usually the men. It'd be great if, you know, the women can be like, you know what? I played soccer, like whatever, whatever. I can do this. You know, it doesn't have to be at these grand scales. It can be integrated into everyday life. And that's something that I'd like to see more of just seeing um, coaching at the youth level. But it's exciting. Um, I think just for the the media landscape in itself for a lot of places it's easy to put a female on a panel or have them host a game the harder decision is to be the female in the director's chair or in the decision making room those are the seats where we're going to see major change so i'd like to see greater initiative taken that way to have companies teams making organizational decisions where they're putting women in these greater places for change um but regardless, like you said, it's happening. Maybe slower than we hoped, but that always happens in sports. Things move slower than we all would like. It's exciting, it's, and it's uh, going and in the right direction, though, which absolutely. is really, which is really good to see. And right now, we need a lot of positives because COVID is kind of, you know, our league has been restarted three or four times. A lot of leagues and the whole province of Nova Scotia needs to see start seeing positive things. All of Canada, for that matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ta talk about I, I'm. I'm looking at her name here. I'm trying to pronounce her last name. Amanda Fooligan. You had her Fooligan. on. Yeah. Um, it, it's great to see. She she was a former St. Mary's Husky. Is that correct? She is. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, she uh, is now, or she's an assistant coach with St. Mary's Huskies. And is a she owns the Station 6 Fire Under 18 women's team, which is a yeah. great established program. She's a leader in the coaching world for sure here in Nova Scotia. No, it's it's good to see. Like, it's unfortunate now you don't see female. Like, do you think, um, do you think females are are playing hockey? And you know, they do you think the view is different now? Um, maybe at a inspiration level where they're not seeing AUS. Like, how do you think females are feeling right now? Not seeing female AUS hockey. Like, do you think they're just kind of like? Like I, let me, I'll let you finish. But what what do you think I their mean, think, what do you think their thoughts are right now? Not not being able not being able to actually be at AUS female games. I think right. I think that's something that's being felt for all athletes in all sports. Not being able to play, not being able to go yeah. to a sporting event, not being able to compete. You know, for people they've been training their whole lives to 
play at that next level. And right now that's all on a, on a standstill. So right now everyone's mental health is being tested and it's been a big year for everyone to have to look internally and, and figure out the best way to move forward for yourself personally. And if you can't get on the ice, how is the best way to do that? I think it was about to be before this all hit women's worlds was scheduled for here in Nova Scotia. It was about to be an exciting time for women's hockey However, it's just one year later. Hopefully in May, we're going to see the the Women's World Championship competing here um, in May. But I think for all sports, it's been a strange year. And in May, do you, do you see fans like, I know we have a little bit of, only a little bit of time left. Do you see maybe fans in May? Like how disappointing is it going to be to not have fans? Like maybe if they play in a bubble and make it work, how disappointing is it going to be not to have fans, not not to have the female, be, and that's what absolutely. I was getting at with AUS hockey. The females right now aren't physically able to go to the Daphne Center, yeah. not physically able to go to the forum on a Sunday and watch female. How is that affecting the females that are playing hockey? And and do we see, do you see fans getting to watch the Worlds in May when it, when it plays in Halifax? It'll be hard for sure. I think a lot of movement and and conversations were going to be started with having women enter those that building and feel inspired and get to see firsthand the best hockey <laughs> played on ice by women across the world if that is the you know the best for our safety and for our health to not have fans so be it but then that just comes on the honus for proper media attention proper coverage ensuring that it is going to be seen whether that's on a screen or in person and we know if it's on air it can reach so many more people so it's exciting to know maybe it'll be more accessible for others if it was um you know not open if it was open to fans so there might be good that comes out of this if it is just strictly going to be online i'm very excited i know this is probably going to be in my mind, the most tuned in championship probably ever because there's not much going on for sports regardless. And it's an exciting time to to be these countries and to be competing. And more importantly for Nova Scotia, we're going to be, you know, at the forefront. We we can talk about, there's so many more topics to talk about. Should, the T, should TSN be covering women's hockey? Should there be a, a women's TSN? There's five other TSN channels. TSN should take one of those channels and put make it as a WTSN women's channel. <laughs> there's other there's a, That's there's, my dream, Jamie, is to have a yeah. female sports network. <laughs> and you've seen it yesterday. There was Mahomes. There there's yesterday was all broadcast. NBC. Look, look at NBC. They're flooded with females now. And and there's other there's other discussion about maybe should the NHL step in and and fund the the uh, National Women's League. Like, it's, there's so many conversations that you know uh, that don't have answers. Mm -hmm. But one one last thought um, for females tuning in, uh, parents that have females or kids that are females playing hockey. Any words of encouragement during during these times? It's COVID. The, the leagues have stopped and go and stopped and go. Just any anything positive to share with the the, the females tuning in, the young females playing hockey, um, you know, mm -hmm. you, played, you played hockey. So just, just yeah. get to mentally get through this. because Yeah, I mean, I think you said it here. best. 
everyone's being tested mentally right now. So, you know, maybe it's probably best for some for some girls, depending on how things are going, maybe it's time to take a break from the sport and maybe just take this time to take up a new hobby, take up a new activity. Maybe it's it's a break you might need. I know I'm someone who could have used uh, a break in my youth of playing. I could have used uh, another sport in my life. It would have probably helped me develop and just like mentally, you know, be able to escape a little bit. So yes, everyone wants to be on the ice right now, but maybe it's a chance to find out something more about yourself. But we are so lucky to have access to play hockey. And for those who who get a chance to lace up and get a chance to get out there and get better, all power to you. And don't forget why you started. Awesome, Kenzie. How can uh, people find you on Twitter and how can uh, people tune into Eastlake Magazine on uh, Yeah. Which is on 610 in in HD here in in Halifax, by the way. But how can uh, people get a hold of you? Yeah, I mean, follow me on on Twitter is your best bet uh, at Eastlink Kenzie. You can also find Kevin Mavs. We're all we're all on there talking about sports. So best place to reach me and to talk to me is there. But also, as you mentioned, I, I do host Eastlink Magazine, our community show on Eastlink Community TV, which is um, on Channel Six Ten for those who have Eastlink cable. And of course, that's where you can also find our Friday night hockey broadcast. So it's an exciting course, time. No, hundred percent, and of course. This Sunday, people tuning in, check out the Eastlink. Check your local listings, as you, you'll see. Kenzie Lalone and and the very animated uh, Logan Delaney. I, I love his tweets, man. He's he's pretty animated on his tweets, and uh, knows he's a knows great... not to go not knows knows not to go right to the edge, but uh, keeps it pretty PG for the. For We're the very part. lucky to have Logan. He's the best. Hundred percent, Kenzie. Thank you very much. We're gonna have you on the OI. Uh, some day down the road, maybe when AUS is in full swing again, we'll uh, have you on and we can talk some female hockey. So, Kenzie, thank thank you very much, uh, and then uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much, guys.